We've got this. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. We've got this. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. We've got this. Find an away. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cervical Wellness Podcast. This is episode five. And today I'm going to talk to you about behavior change and actually a model that I learned about when I was in graduate school, getting my master's in integrative health studies that helped me understand more deeply and just intuitively what I was going through and what my clients go through when they are trying and wanting and striving to make a change in their life. And as an integrative health coach, that's basically what my whole jam is, is to support, guide, and coach others to change their habits, change their behaviors for the sake of a health outcome. And with cervical wellness, the health outcome being clearing abnormal pap smears or healing some sort of pelvic unwellness. So this model, which is called the trans-theoretical model of behavior change, or it could just be called stages of change, has been a guiding light for me when it comes to the way I approach individuals on their cervical healing journey. So in consultations or in my programs when I'm speaking with clients or for clients that I work with long term on a six month long container, I utilize this model to assess one where they're at and two to determine what the next best steps to take would be for them. Because It doesn't matter what we want to do in the long run, like we want to clear our pap smears or we want to heal our pelvis or we want to heal our, you name it, X, Y, Z. What becomes exquisitely important is actually recognizing where we are at in the stages of change so we can then determine what our next best steps are for us. Because, you know, Susie can be in one stage and Joni can be in another stage and what their next action pieces will be will be completely different. Even if they both have, say, SIN2 cervical dysplasia with HPV 16. Like it doesn't matter the diagnosis. It actually matters what stage of change they are within in their psyche that then determines what the next best step for them to take is. And so that's why this is so important, I think, when we consider being on a cervical healing journey or really on any sort of healing journey is to actually understand this idea of behavior change and how we spiral and cycle through various stages of readiness to make a change. So just a little bit of background about the trans theoretical model of behavior change. That's a very, very fancy name, but that's what they call it in this field. Excuse me. 
is it actually was developed in the late 1970s by two men named Prochaska and De Clement. Those are their last names, but that's, you know, the names that they are associated with on the paper that they wrote about this. And in the late 1970s, they were studying the experience of people who were quitting smoking. And they were witnessing this cyclical experience of readiness to change and in inaction of uh, behaviors of change and then the maintenance of the behaviors of change and and watched these people go through these let's see five different stages over and over and over again and they realized that this model of change these stages of change can actually be attributed to any sort of habit or behavior change that we as humans want to employ in our life. So what they found was that true change, that true change from within, within our life, focuses on the decision-making of an individual. And it doesn't really actually have to do with anything outside of us, Besides, maybe our our circumstances really do play a role, but it's really about the internal disposition of the individual who wants to make the change. So, you know, there's an assumption among all of us that people, um, that people change quickly and decisively. It's like, all right, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to start running a mile every day. Happy New Year. (laughs) I mean, this is like the era of the, like, you know, it's January 3rd right now. This is the time when people are like, I'm going to make a change. Like, I'm going to turn on a dime and make a change. And there's an assumption that that happens, that we make a decision and then the change happens. And it's a very linear thing. But what this model, the trans theoretical model of behavior change, or called the stages of change, what that, what it actually reveals to us is that there's this, as I mentioned before, there's a cyclical process of moving through various stages of readiness to change. And that every single day, or maybe even every single hour of the day, we can actually change the stage of readiness that we are in. And so why I wanted to bring this to the cervical wellness community is because one of the, like, One thing I hear often from women is the difficulty in adhering to, say, a schedule or routine of self-care ritual or, you know, doing the actions that they know they need to do or or having, you know, the conversations they they know they need to have, you know, regarding their codependent behaviors or addressing uh, aspects of the relationship that perhaps you feel crunchy or hard. And there is often within my clients a recognition of the difficulty that they encounter when trying to make these changes. It's like we get in a groove or like we're in a rut of action and behavior, whether that's, you know, eating certain ways or having our daily life be in a certain way or even 
you know, engaging in relationship in a certain way. And when we go to make a change in these habitual patterns, we realize that it's really hard. And I have deep compassion for every single one of you who is wanting to make a change in your life because it is actually, I believe, one of the most difficult things to do as a human is to make a habit change, is to change your habits. And it takes a lot of perseverance and stamina and I think grit to overcome the inertia of past behaviors and past habits that, you know, become somatically ingrained, that feel safe to our nervous system, and that we know, you know, keep us alive in the day-to-day. You know, when we go to change a habit or change a behavior, there it's a very unknown thing. And our nervous system and our body and our mind wants to stay away from the unknown because the unknown is has a felt sense of being unsafe. We don't know what's going to happen in our life. We don't know how we're going to feel. We don't know um, how it's going to impact, you know, the people around us, all these things. And so lifestyle and behavior change, habit change, I believe is like really the opportunity for us to be the true heroes of our own life. And I want to share with you these five stages of change so that you can start to assess where you're at in your life in regards to any change that you're wanting to make. So I'm just going to give an example of a change that I have wanted to make and speak about, um, you know, myself in regards to these stages as I go through them. Actually, I'll share with one that I've already been engaging with now for about almost nine months, which is sobriety from cannabis. So that will be my example of a behavior change as I speak to you about these five stages. So the five stages are as follows. I'm going to list them off. And then we're going to go through them one by one and kind of expand and extrapolate on just what the word means. So the five stages of behavior change are one, pre-contemplation, two, contemplation, three, preparation, four, action, and five, maintenance. Those are the five stages that we cycle through in perpetuity (laughs) as we live our human life and solidify new habits and behaviors within our lifestyle. So let's start with number one, pre-contemplation. So in pre-contemplation, in this stage, Like, we don't actually intend on making any sort of change at all in the foreseeable future. Or, like, it's defined within the model as within the next six months. So for me, when I was in the peak of my love affair with cannabis, let's say when I was 
23, there was not even a sliver of idea that I wanted to, to stop smoking or using cannabis. Um, I was, I wasn't even contemplating the idea. It just wasn't a thing I thought about doing. And so basically we can just see all of our behavior changes before we have the idea of making a change to be in the pre-contemplation contemplation stage. Um, it's in the stage that people are often unaware that their behavior is problematic and they don't recognize that this behavior produces negative consequences in their lives. And so for me, you know, in my pre-contemplation stage of cannabis, I didn't, again, even give a sliver of thought to how it was impacting my lung health or my endocrine health or my mineral store or just my felt sense of embodiment within my body there was i had no i i had no idea about the negative consequences and people in this stage of pre-contemplation often underestimate the pros of changing the behavior and place too much emphasis on the cons of changing the behavior. So it's in this stage, pre-contemplation, where the behavior that you are enacting, the habit that you have, has more pros in your life than cons. So again, with me, cannabis, I was very social and my social sphere was all using cannabis and I was living, you know, kind of a fast life with festivals and parties and Cannabis was how I met people and, you know, it's like you don't know someone well, you spark up a joint and you have a conversation. And so that was worth way more to me in my life than not using cannabis. Um, so that is was my experience of pre-contemplation with cannabis. Now, pre, I want to remind you that pre-contemplation and all of these stages can be attributed to all behaviors within your lifestyle. <clears throat> And so as I'm speaking about this, I invite you to just get curious about certain behaviors that you have in your life or habits, behaviors within your lifestyle, and just start to notice what comes up for you in your mind or even in your body as you hear more about these stages of change. Because when I learned about this, I was still very much in pre-contemplation for a lot of behavior changes, but it was actually the learning about this stages of change model that I really start to actually see a pathway through to living the life that I wanted. And it's not just like, oh, this is my desire, but you know, living the life where I felt vital and joyful and liberated in my body and excited to wake up in the morning and, you know, hopeful. So the next stage is called contemplation. So it goes from pre-contemplation to contemplation. And as you move from pre-contemplation into the stage of contemplation, remember this is like a state of being within your 
psyche and within your body mind. In this stage, this is when we start to consider changing something in the foreseeable future. So like in the next six months, we're thinking about maybe making this change. Like, hmm, like the the experiences that I'm having with this behavior or habit are starting to show signs that maybe I don't want to be doing this anymore. And like, hmm, maybe what if I change this? Like, what if, for me, it's like, what if I, what if I don't have cannabis in my life? Like, what if I'm not high? (laughs) What would that be like? This is what contemplation stage is all about, is people recognize that their behavior may be problematic. And there's a more thoughtful and practical consideration of the pros and cons of changing this behavior starts to take place. And there's actually an equal emphasis placed on both. So like even with this recognition that maybe there are a little more cons to this behavior than pros, in the contemplation stage, most of us still feel very ambivalent towards changing this behavior. But what is happening within this stage is there's an opening. It's like, the veil starts to be lifted and suddenly a new way is revealed within our consciousness. And we're like, oh, wait a minute. What about that path? But we so perhaps love or are entrained or feel safe in this old path, this old habit that we're not quite ready to even start to go down the pathway of change, but we're contemplating it. It's rolling around in our mind. We're mulling on it. We're maybe even like we're noticing in our life when other people speak about it or maybe things start to emerge within our life where we're like, hey, that's kind of like reminding me of this change I might want to make. And for me, with cannabis, contemplation really started to take a hold when I was in graduate school and I was learning about this sort of thing. And, um, you know, I got my master's in integrative health studies and we started learning about, you know, the power of daily habits and lifestyle medicine and um, how, you know, daily habits actually set the stage for long-term experience within our body and reading, I was, you know, I was reading studies and stories about people who, um, you know, knew they needed to change their habits in their mid-20s or early 30s, but they didn't. And then, you know, fast forward 30 years and they are dealing with chronic health issues. And I, it was during this time that I actually began to see very clearly within my own family system pathway that I was headed down um, with, uh, you know, habituates and addiction and um, emotional numbing and these sorts of things. And so I began to contemplate what if I actually 
don't continue to have an addiction to cannabis and even alcohol at the time for the remainder of my adult years. Like, what if? There was basically what contemplation, the stage of contemplation, if I could characterize it in two words, it would be what if. What if I don't start my day with just coffee, but I eat breakfast? What if I go outside for 20 minutes and just walk around every day instead of scrolling on my phone when I, like, just get home from work? What if I turn off my internet at night? What if I, you know, and it goes on and on. All these questions like, what if? What if this behavior, this habit that I have, what if it's different? And that's what contemplation is. Mm -mm. So most of you find me here in cervical wellness, either within the contemplation stage or in this next stage, which is preparation. And preparation, the stage of preparation, this third stage of change, is also called determination. And it's in this stage, preparation, that people, we all are ready to take action within the next 30 days. It's like we're preparing to make the change. We are taking small steps towards the behavior change. And we believe that this behavior change, that the changing this behavior will lead to a healthier life. So this can look like, you know, doing research online and watching YouTube videos about what people are doing. It could be reading books about the subject regarding what you are wanting to do or change. It can be, you know, buying the goods, like buying a yoga mat and some nice yoga pants or um, buying the herbs for the yoni steam and getting yourself all set up for a yoni steam habit. Preparation is like putting all of your ducks in a row so that when you do um, pull the trigger that you can make it happen. So from contemplation, when you're just thinking about it, into preparation, this is when we start to really lean towards the recognition that the behavior or habit that we are wanting to change, we're recognizing that that behavior or habit has more cons than pros in our life. And we're like, okay, that veil continues to be lifted. That pathway continues to be even more illuminated before me of this is possibly a better route to go. (laughs) I'm going to start to prepare myself to actually step on to that pathway. So for me, with preparation and cannabis sobriety, I began to... um, actually look at the ways in which that cannabis was like what sort of crutch cannabis was for me and I recognized that actually what cannabis was doing was numbing my heart because the heart is nestled within the lungs and anytime you inhale something into the lungs oftentimes it's 
to numb the heart. At least that's what I found within myself. So I began to prepare myself for cannabis sobriety, actually through going to therapy for two and a half years and doing um, deep work around codependency recovery. And I went to a 12 step program called CODA, which is Codependence Anonymous. I didn't go through the whole 12 steps, but I did go to meetings for about two years. So my preparation stage for cannabis sobriety was roughly two and a half to three years long. Because I needed to prepare myself to make this very drastic change in my life from going to a daily habitual user of cannabis and a self-identified functioning stoner to being completely free of cannabis and not having it at all in my body or daily existence whatsoever. So... You know, the pathway from contemplation stage to preparation stage is a felt sense of readiness to endure. Because when we're thinking, when we're just thinking about making a change, but then we actually start to take the small actions to make the change, it's like we are ready to enter into a gauntlet. And, uh, you know, some sometimes I think that maybe I can be a little harsh when it comes to this reality. I am not a fluffy integrative health coach where I'm like, oh, no, you got this. It's going to be so easy and just do this X, Y, Z. I'm like, no, actually making these changes possibly could be the hardest thing in your life. And you really have to be willing to endure difficulty as you move through these stages of change. For me, contemplation into preparation was the most terrifying thing ever because I fully had to confront my reality as to why I became addicted to cannabis and the habitual use of cannabis and then do pretty intense psycho-emotional work regarding that addiction. So the preparation stage can be as long as it needs to be. But where I like to put a little fire under people's buns is to not get stuck in the preparation stage because the next stage of change from preparation is into action. And where I see people get stuck is just in constantly preparing, is in constantly doing research. I'm just going to gather more tools. Oh, I'm just going to like continue to prepare myself for all these things. But it takes fire in the belly, friends, to then move into this next stage of change, which is action. And in this stage, people have recently changed their behavior. It's like, all right, I am in the action of this behavior change. I am in the the gauntlet of transforming my lifestyle with this specific habit. And it's in this stage action that we intend to keep moving forward with this behavior change. We, it's in this action stage that we're like, all right, like there's fuel within me. I'm continuing forward. Maybe things feel difficult. Maybe, 
you know, I'm facing things within myself that are scary, but I'm acting, I'm doing it. I am, for me, I am sober from cannabis. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So people, we all exhibit this stage of change by modifying our problematic behavior or acquiring a new healthy behavior. And it's in this stage that I think that most of us then find ourselves actually spiraling backwards. And I'm going to speak about this after I go through this fifth stage of change. But the action stage, I think, is actually one of the most difficult because to move from contemplation where we're just thinking about something into preparation where we are gearing ourselves to do this something, to make this change, and then to actually do it, oh, that takes a lot of inner power. And I don't mean like some divine power. It's like inner energy. Because we get into these ruts within our life and in our within our nervous system. It's like these paths have been furrowed within us and to, to pull ourselves out of what is known and safe and enact and act and behave in a way that is not known or known to be safe, it can be startling to ourselves. And this is why people hire me as an integrative health coach is to continue to guide and coach them through that change. Most often people hire me for my six-month coaching container when they are moving from preparation into action. And then within the time working together, we then move from action and into the fifth stage of change, which is called maintenance. Most people find me in my work, cervical wellness, in either the contemplation stage or the preparation stage, where they're just like contemplating, hmm, okay, I have this diagnosis, I think things might need to change, but I'm not really ready, so I'm just going to kind of explore what's happening here. Or they're in the preparation that's like, okay, I know I need to change, I'm ready to change, I'm just preparing myself for the change. And then the people who join my courses or my live courses or who hire me as a coach are moving from that preparation into action or perhaps they've already moved into action and they just want the support. And then I, over six months, help them move into this fifth stage of change, which is called maintenance, which is exactly what it sounds like. So it's in this stage People have sustained their behavior for a while. And like, according to this model, it's defined as more than six months. And it's in this stage that we all intend to maintain this behavior going forward. And the whole point of this stage, (laughs) the work within the stage is to prevent relapse into earlier stages, which is what I want to talk about here in a moment. But the maintenance stage is really the goal where we're maintaining this new habit or behavior within our lifestyle. Now, 
what is very, very common and why I wanted to bring up my cannabis behavior change story to the table (laughs) regarding this conversation is because I would say 9.5 times out of 10, once we get into the action stage, maybe even into the ma- like the beginnings of the maintenance stage, we undoubtedly fall back into old behaviors and previous stages. So going back to my example of cannabis, friends, I can't tell you how many times I cycled from pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation to action. Then I would have something happen in my life like, oh, I can just take one hit and I would go boom back into pre-contemplation and I would like continue to use cannabis. And even when I was in therapy, even when I was in CODA, even when I would like cry (laughs) to myself, like, why am I doing this? I want to stop smoking. I mean, like years of writing in my journal, this was my goal. This is my goal. I set it as my New Year's goal about like four years in a row. I cycled through this stage of change, these stages of change, probably, if I have to be honest, like 15 times. (laughs) But each time I would kind of, how do I want to say this? I would... um, condense the amount of time in which I would cycle through them. So the first time I decided to make this change, you know, I went from pre-contemplation to contemplation to preparation over the span of seven years. And then from preparation into action, that encompassed, let's say, maybe another year. But then when I fell back into pre-contemplation or fell back into contemplation and I, you know, continued to use cannabis, but then I was thinking about how I wanted to stop cannabis and then I was preparing again to stop cannabis, that like second cycle went down to two years and then it went down to one year and then it went down to six months and then I would try to stop using cannabis like once a quarter. And so these stages of change, as we cycle through them, we actually gain more information. So one of the things that I like to speak to my clients about is how every time we, quote, fall back and end up, quote, where we started, That's actually not true. We are not where we started. We are perhaps in the same, back in a a similar stage of change, but what is different is actually the amount of time that it's been since we were last in that stage and all of the wisdom and information about ourselves that we have learned and gleaned over that amount of time that we can now take on to this next cycle of change. One thing I really like to say is no action taken on behalf of our cervical healing journey is ever wasted. 
even if we fall back into old patterns and and behaviors and, and lifestyles, we have the learned wisdom and the embodied experience of what it was like when we were perhaps engaging in habits or lifestyle that is what we desire and and um and what we're going for so for me with cannabis the um i spiraled through these stages of change pretty readily up until january of 2020 and in january of 2020 it was my new year's resolution i was like i'm going to stop cannabis and i was sober for five and a half months And that had been the longest amount of time that I had been sober since I was 19. (laughs) But then, you know, it was the pandemic and I was stressed and I was hanging out at the river with a couple of friends and they were smoking a joint. I was like, I really want to smoke this joint. And so I did. And then I fell back into using cannabis for two more years habitually. But over those two years, I readily thought about those five months that I had been sober. And I actually would go back and like read the journal entries I wrote at that time about how happy I was that I was sober. And like, I would like watch videos of myself where I was like, in my sober stage. And like, I had that embodied experience of what it was like to be sober and I knew I wanted to be there again. I knew that's where I wanted to be. And so I didn't give up even though I was back in this contemplation stage and then back in this preparation stage. It's like, okay, Danelle, like, oh, like we're going into the gauntlet again. And so when it came time for me to move from preparation into action once more, I had so much experience under my belt of moving between that stage that I actually felt more prepared to take action than ever before. And I I realize now that I actually, for, for this particular behavior within my life, I need to to have gone through all of those cycles and to have gone through all of those um, preparatory experiences, such as therapy, such as codependency anonymous, such as um, being sober, you know, through the start of the pandemic. And all of these things actually made it so that when I moved from preparation into action again, that it's stuck. And I'm proud to say that it has been about nine months since I moved from preparation into action. And I can now say that I am in the maintenance stage of this particular behavior change, because it's been more than six months and I am maintaining. So wherever you are on the stages of, within the stages of change, Know that it is not static whatsoever. (laughs) And that we are constantly cycling through these stages of changes, stages of change, excuse me, to help us reach our end goal. And actually, 
Um, since I learned about this trans theoretical model of behavior change, there's actually a new stage that has been applied, and that's called termination. This is not one that I had learned about previously, but when I looked it up before starting this podcast recording, I learned that there's actually another, a sixth stage, and that's called termination. And in this stage, termination, people have no desire to return to their unhealthy behaviors and are sure they will not relapse. (laughs) Although on the page that I um, saw this from, it says, since this is rarely reached and people tend to stay in the maintenance stage, the stage is often not considered in health promotion programs. But let it be so, friends, that we all reach a termination, the, the termination stage in our lifestyle and behavior modification experience in whatever it is. Because I definitely don't want to fall back again, at least with cannabis. And there are many behaviors and many um, habits that I have changed in my life that I have no intention of falling back into ever again. And so I'm just declaring here and now that the termination stage for all of us is possible. Just like I, I have no intention of ever needing to take action or maintain cervical health again. Like that is done. I'm terminated with those habits and behaviors. I have no intention of ever having abnormal pap smears ever again because the way of living to take care of my cervix is now so ingrained within my life experience that I don't even see it as a possibility for me. So this is what I am hoping for all of you. And that's why I wanted to share this with you all is because Knowing about these stages of change from pre-contemplation to contemplation, from contemplation to preparation, preparation or determination, it's also called, into action, action into maintenance, and then maintenance into termination, we can spiral through all of these through time to reach our end goal of terminating behaviors and habits that we know we don't want to carry forward in our life anymore. And we all have the ability to do this. We all have the ability to move through these stages and to make the changes within our life that we know we want to and need to make. And This is what I'm all about, friends. So um, I do want to name that there are some limitations to this model. Um, Like, this is just kind of a little caveat. Because, you know, not every model can be attributed to every single human on the planet Earth. Um, That would be impossible. So... The first thing is this theory really doesn't take into consideration social context in which change occurs, such as, um, you know, family of origin or income socioeconomic situations. Um, This model really, like, you can't, like, will yourself out of... um, 
a life situation that does require, uh, you know, money and mm, social support to, to come out of. And I do want to name that. Um, there's also no clear sense of how much time is needed for each stage. And so if people be like, how long will I be in this preparation stage? Like, there's really no way for me to tell you that. That's why I wanted to give the example of this cannabis sobriety experience for me, because I was in the preparation stage for like a couple of years there for a minute, maybe, maybe even up to like three years, um, um, there's also no set criteria on how to determine how to determine um, one's uh, one stage of change. So meaning, like when I talk with clients or when people are within my programs or whatnot, I can you know, guess about what stage of change they're within, but there's no way for me to be like, okay, you're checking all of these boxes. This is, this is the, you've reached the criteria to be an action stage. This model is really just a way for us to utilize a thought experiment about our own life. And this model also assumes that individuals can make coherent and logical plans in their decision-making process. And for some humans, that's not true or that's not something that they are able to do. So I just wanted to give those little um, like caveats, I guess you can say, because I never want to you know, make blanket statements about every single human on the planet Earth. I am very cognizant and aware of different situations and different uh, life experiences, but I wanted to bring this trans-theoretical model of behavior change to the cervical wellness podcast because I found it very helpful when I was making my lifestyle and behavior change while I was in the depths of my cervical healing journey to have compassion for myself as I cycled through these different stages in recognizing that I wasn't stuck or going back to where I began. I was actually just moving through these different stages and it's actually expected to spiral and cycle through them as we move through time. And then over time, as we spiral through these stages, we end up reorienting our life to that which we are working towards. So friends, I hope this was helpful for you. And if you want to, you know, do more research about the trans theoretical model behavior change, you can just look it up online and you can even read the original study done by Prochaska and DeClement. But know that wherever you are at in the cycles of change, that you are exactly where you need to be. And as I believe, just from my personal perspective, that wherever you are at in the stages of change, as long as you are facing in the direction that you want to go and every day bring this inquiry of 
where am I at in the stage of change, stages of change, and what can I do today to move myself forward through these stages of change that I I believe that you will get to where you want to go, whether that's with clear pap smears, pelvic well-being, or just a sense of overall vitality and wellness within your life. Alrighty, friends, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll catch you next time. Hey, friends, just one more thing. I want to let you know that if you are within the contemplation, preparation, or action stage of your cervical healing journey and you want to know the way that I would invite you to step onto the cervical healing journey to heal abnormal pap smears yourself, I invite you to check out my signature program, Cervical Wellness Online. This program has seven modules, over 25 hours of content, and gives you a step-by-step blueprint to follow as you face what your cervix is asking of you through the abnormal pap smears. I have had women have great success utilizing the pathway that I set forth in this program from anywhere from SIN 1, SIN 2, SIN 3, HPV 16, 18, 45, and even a couple of women with carcinoma in situ have had incredible success with what I share in this program. Now, one caveat being is you actually have to employ what I share within this program. So Cervical Wellness Online is great for contemplation and preparation stage and for action stage if you are in the stage of change where you are ready to actually do the thing and take the action on behalf of your cervical healing journey. So just because you have made it this far, I'm actually going to give you a little bit of a gift of 25% off of Cervical Wellness Online. The coupon code is in the show notes. Yippee for you, but that's because I fully believe in this program and if you are feeling the call of learning the ways of cervical wellness and are within contemplation, preparation, or action, I want you to take it. So check out the program. The link is below. The coupon code is below. And if you have any questions, send us an email to info at cervicalwellness.com and we'd be happy to help you out. Alrighty, friends. Talk soon. Thank you so much for joining us today, friends. If you want more cervical wellness information and content, check out my website, cervicalwellness.com, or give us a follow over on Instagram at cervicalwellness. Please share this episode if it felt right and true for you. And until next time, friends, remember, we've got this.